Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, and welcome to an encore presentation of Databank Brawl. This is a show we started way back in 2016 and ran all the way through early 2020. The episodes are buried deep in our archives, so we are re-releasing them starting with episode one. If you've never heard Databank Brawl, here's the deal. We pick two characters from the Star Wars databank and then make up a deadly fight between them. Pain, shame, and comedy ensue. 
Yes, we hope you enjoy the jokes we made on purpose and the random comments about the future of Star Wars, which are now hilariously outdated. So with no further ado, here is Databank Brawl Rewind. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there. Actually, he said it at least twice and probably more, but those are the ones that are canon that I know about. And welcome to Databank Brawl. The best way to start off a Star Wars podcast is to correct yourself about canon. That's the kind of podcast you're listening to. This is Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, talk about our feelings, and then make them fight for our amusement and hopefully yours. With me, as always, is Mr. Ken Nabsock. That's right. So happy to be here. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time across any board or any canon. Uh, this is, uh, I'm so excited when you say and you call me up, let's go record some databanks. <laughs> I get excited for these. Let's make some Star Wars characters punch each other. Uh, I'm your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. We've had uh, several episodes now and we've been getting great suggestions uh, from you guys on Twitter with the hashtag databank brawl. This is the first one we're going to do that's just a straight up match that was suggested by one of you guys. Keep asking for suggestions. Feel free to send in matches that you would like to see, but also feel free to just send in specific probably obscure characters that you would like to hear about because we like learning about the characters as well as making them actually fight uh and we like making up uh, the battles so so send us suggestions not only of fights but also just individual characters that you would like to appear in a fight so we can match them up this one however from trevor timis is a straight up match that trevor suggested and it is going to be i think pretty violent and gross oh and i'm very nice. excited about that okay, okay. this uh this is nice because it crosses timelines of star wars mm-hmm. this is unkar plot versus orn free ta okay wow that's yeah. a good one yeah very similar blobs there yes they're similar blobs and I, and I think that was probably the inspiration of which uh angry blobs can we get to go at each other? And there's a lot of angry blobs in Star Wars, right. so this is a great matchup All of right. angry blobs. Oof, I'm, oof, uh, I'm, I'm doing on the fly research, and, and again, for those listening, <laughs> I don't know these names until Joseph mentions them. Yeah, yeah, nobody ever does. Uh, so we start with our baseline of information comes from StarWars.com databank. It is the freshest, most recent absolute canon that you can get on these characters uh and then sometimes we go to wikipedia for any additional information but we always look under the canon not legends because that's the thing with these obscure characters is there's a lot of crazy stuff out there under the the wild uh reality of the expanded universe uh, now legends so we stick to just canon here in our databank fight so we get to learn a little bit about these characters before they blobs punch each other so uh, let's let's get to the learning so we can get to the punching, <laughs> like my grandma used to say. Yes. Let's get through the learning so we can get to the punching. My grandmother never said that. Here we go. Unkar Plot. This is what StarWars.com databank says about him. A hulking Krolut? C-R-O-L-U-T-E? Krolut? A hulking Krolut, Unkar Plot is the junk boss of Jakku, doling survival rations out to scavengers in return for salvage from the graveyard of ships. The ruthless Unkar uses hired muscle to enforce his stranglehold on barter, sending his thugs to punish any scavenger who dares dabble in unauthorized trades or negotiates too aggressively. The blobfish, as scavengers call him behind his broad back. <laughs> 
has collected all matter of weapons, gears, and ships over the years, including including a battered Corellian freighter he keeps under a tarp on the outskirts of Nima Outpost. That's what StarWars.com databank has to say. Another great thing about this podcast is learning when StarWars.com databank's kind of mean. <laughs> He's called the blobfish behind his broad back. <laughs> really doubling down on the insults I, I there. Mean, I was, was going to say God bless to the staff at StarWars.com. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who wrote that, but that is That's, poetry. It is a beautiful turn of phrase. Uh, so you've been describing the physical appearances Okay. Of these people, so can you can you describe Unkar uh, plot? Y- you know, yes, I will. I'm going to have to uh, look it up. I was I was doing some research on Orn Frita, um, but Unkar uh, Unkar plot uh, featured prominently, of course, in Force Awakens, and very much um, uh, fun because it is uh, it is um, Simon Pegg who portrays him in in uh, the movie, and it was always fun to get to see super fan Simon Pegg have such a fun role. He is a crow loot, like you said. He is 1.8 meters tall. All right. Uh, eye color, black. Skin color, tan. Uh, I don't think they, they don't list it here, but I, I have to wonder about odor. Yes, it seems like unless one of the things he barters for is uh, some sort of a crow loot specific deodorant that he's probably a little on the odorous side. Uh, he's got the he's got a, he's he's swollen. His face is swollen. That's right? a good way to describe. Got a very swollen face, and then uh, his flesh is his arms are ridged. Right, and he's kind of it's not rolling fat. It's like uh, hard chitness almost. Yeah, I mean rolls. Yeah, I mean I'm saying. There's a lot of folds that going on there as well, though. I don't think it, he sends folds by any stretch of the, the imagination there. But, Another uh, great Star Wars name, yeah. Sans Folds. Uh, so many great Star Wars names. Uh, so I, I really like this character because at first he, he just appears to be this uh, cruel guy who, who, who locks down the way this mm-hmm. society on Jakku works. Yeah. Uh, but then we see his arm in the flashback to Ray being dropped off, and it, it appears yeah. as though he has some sort of parental or mentor role, at least, or or that he bought her. Or just a bigger purpose. Yeah. Or a bigger place in the plot. Yeah, yeah, a bigger, a bigger place in the plot for plot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he's got a great voice. Uh, one of yeah. my favorite lines is his line of, uh, I will pay you for him. Because just the way it's delivered, it sounds like he's throwing up in his mouth. He <laughs> says, I'll pay you for him. <laughs> And I enjoy the, that's mine! As <laughs> the falcon flies away. Yeah, and every time I have seen the film, I expect him to say, that's my ship. <laughs> because I felt like that would have been a easier to understand, clearer line. But nope, that's mine! <laughs> uh, do you have emotional reactions to Ankar Plot? Um, I was, yeah, yeah, I do. Again, I mentioned it. Once I saw the character on screen, and it's definitely got a, a layer of CGI over it. It's it's some practical, some CGI for sure. But I knew right away it was Simon Pegg's character, just because we had seen him with the mask off, with the similar costume, and that uh, behind-the-scenes footage released at Comic-Con. Right. So immediately I'm smiling, going, ah, it's Simon Pegg. This is awesome. Yeah. So I had a positive reaction to the character, and then I thought for certain that this was a minor character yeah and look in terms of story of force awakens he is but in the greater stories the story of star wars there's something more to him like you said maybe it's as simple as he bought ray as yeah. a child as a slave to have as a slave or something like that or 
why whoever, if especially if it's Han or Chewie or Lando, some of the theories that people think who who drop Ray off, if it's anyone of importance, why would they put her with plot? Yeah. So it's it's definitely there's a layer of intrigue, and so when the character comes back for a couple scenes, and then to hear that the character was. Uh, supposed to be at Maz Kanata's castle and was cut out. Yeah. And that scene is in the novel um, and where we finally get to see a, a Wookiee rip an arm from a socket. Um, it, it, it even adds more to my joy of Unkar Plot <laughs> being this kind of uh, bad, blobbish, fish blob of a character. Yeah, he is a, he seems like uh, in the vein of Jabba, this great yeah. um, cross section of the slovenly. And the powerful at the same time. Yeah. And I think we have a deep a reaction as humans to people who like don't look like they should be that powerful, but they are, right. that kind of thing. Right. Uh, okay, so I think that's some good coverage of old Ankar. Uh, and we'll move on to his combatant, Orn Frita. Here is what StarWars.com databank has to say about Orn Frita. A corpulent... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm two words wow. in and it's already wow. it's already mean and funny. Wow. A corpulent, corrupt Twi'lek senator from Ryloth, Orn Frita was disliked on his homeworld for enriching himself on Coruscant in enmeshing himself in politics, becoming a leading power broker in the Senate. Frita was one of the Republic's leading loyalists and a strong backer of the military, but his indulgences made him a symbol of everything the separatists considered rotten about the Republic. So that's the official entry. Uh, there's more details. Sometimes D- Databank has its one main paragraph, and then other times, if it's a character who's appeared in a lot of different media, they kind of clarify how they've changed over time. Right. And I don't want to read all of it, but for Orn Frita, basically, he, he initially appears in the prequel films as just like a lousy senator in the back. Yeah. Uh, but then he's got quite an expanded role because he's in the Clone Wars. He has a real yeah. relationship to uh, the rebels on Ryloth yep. uh, in Sindula, who then has a relationship, obviously, being uh, Hera's father, not Orn Frita, but uh, Jam Sindula. And then, as we learn in some of the canon books, he continues with the Empire, and he tries to just be, uh, continue to stay in the Senate and just be a kiss-ass, uh, but now uh, Sindula is now fighting against the Empire, and that causes problems for Orn Frita and puts uh, pressure on him because... Ryloth is potentially one of the sparks for rebellion. Right. And in theory, uh, big ol' Orn Frita should be taking care of that. And as always, he's doing a shit job. <laughs> yeah, he fa- it's uh, Lords of the Sith, Paulus Kemp's book, that Orn Frita is featured prominently. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Clone Wars as well. Uh, tale of the tape on Orn Frita. I guess you said he's from Ryloth. He's a, he's a Twi'lek, uh, which is interesting because... Uh, very clearly, the Twi'lek males in general, not very attractive. The females, the hottest thing in the galaxy. Um, <laughs> in Orton Frita is doubling down on doubling that. Doubling down. A 1.8, uh, 1.84 meters tall, eye color yellow, and skin color blue. And though it's uh, purplish in some areas, which might be the high calorie count, I'm sure this man, this creature, <laughs> I should say, eats a lot on Ryloth. Yeah, or uh, more importantly, on Coruscant. On Coruscant, because that's correct. I think uh, that true. He probably went up there to fine dining, of course. I th- and I think that's what it is. I, we have never seen another Twilight in canon uh, who is heavy set, and I think it, it it is this weird uh, depiction of this is what uh, just gluttony is. Right? Is I I don't care about my people down on the planet. I am just going to sit here and eat. If I remember correctly, uh, his name comes from Lucas's children. Uh, this is how they said corn fritters. That his daughter said, 
or his son, I can't remember which, said they couldn't say corn fritters, so they said corn frita. <laughs> and what? Much like I always joke, hey, that sounds like a good Star Wars name. <laughs> Apparently, George Lucas did too, and said, "Sure, what? Yep, yep, wow, yep." This is the thing we spend okay. most of our lives talking about, Ken. Okay, <laughs> you know what? He named the dog Indiana. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. So Unkar plot in yeah. Orn Frita. Uh, Star Wars has a weird, uh, a weird history of of creating, uh, to use their word, corpulent characters, large, physically large characters. Right. Uh, and uh, and the, the, we're going to take two of these characters that Star Wars creates, and we're going to—they're the vile versions of them. Yeah. And uh, match. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Them up. It's on paper a, an easy matchup. Trevor, you've given us a, 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 a matchup of two similarly, similarly, similarly shaped characters. <laughs> Similarly, I can't say it. 
similar smells. There's a lot of stuff that these guys share. There's their parents in general. I'm trying to figure out, like I always like to do, is where they're fighting. I'm struggling yeah. a little bit, Joseph. I might have to ask you help me on where they'd fight. I don't think Unkar Plot has ever been to Coruscant, which is an entire planet based around a large city. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, know. I didn't. I didn't. Um, but I, I don't definitely don't see Orn Frita ever going to Jakku. Right. So I think they would have to be meeting at some sort of neutral location where they would both have business. Now, uh, Orn Frita is uh, greedy. He needs money. Yeah. Uh, certainly, Ankar Plot needs uh, wants resources. He is also a greedy person. He, I don't think that the the I don't. We don't know if the Millennium Falcon came to him on Jakku or if he got it somewhere. Right. So I'm trying to think of what is a good Star Wars location that's sort of like a bartering place where people sort of an intergalactic kind of a trading place. Here. Here's where I'm. I, I, yes, you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm yes ending your improv here. <laughs> you can but, yes, but as well. Yes, but I think Orn Frita is a enough of a political schemer and dreamer that he knows he can't. He can't go to the normal channels. I, I'd like to say this happens at Maz Kanata's castle, mm. but I don't think it happens at it. You think it happens on Tokadana? I think it happens on Tokadana. Near it. Okay. Unkar Plot, if we're to believe that he follows Solo and Ray and Finn and Chewie to Manskanata's castle, we would believe, he, I think he knew to go there. That right. he wasn't just following them, that we could have easily tracked the Falcon, but I think he knew that he knew of the place. Right. People of his ilk would know who Maz is. Orn Frita might not know who... Maz is, I think, in this world they do, um, but I, he's smart enough to know he can't be seen there. Right. So I think they're meeting nearby. I don't know if there's any other cities, but let's just for this argument say that it's a smaller, more wayward castle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, these are both people who have historically hired thugs. So yes. maybe there is a personal beef that they're going to settle. They both, uh, uh, I, I can believe that Unkar would be happy to throw a punch if he needed to, but he's got thugs to do it. Unkar definitely fought in his youth. Oh, yeah. Before he was a fish blob, uh, he, <laughs> he knew how to fight. That guy, you know, he's kind of a bully for sure, but yeah. bullies sometimes are scrappy and they've been, in, been through the, the wars before. So I definitely think he knows how to fight. I see... Whatever's happening between them, we can decide as we go along. There's something that Orn needs from Unkar, and there's something that Unkar wants, but not necessarily needs yeah. from Orn Frita. Some kind of political help, political protection, something like that. And Frita might need some kind of goods and services from Unkar. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to transport something, or maybe, and he's trying to get Unkar's services. I think this fight starts at the negotiation table when Frita clearly looking down on Unkar Plot, mm-hmm. says something that Plot just cannot let go, and he begins by leaping across the table <laughs> and choking him. Yes. Uh, once again, we have a matchup where it seems like uh, the outcome is pretty obvious. Uh, so I feel like the challenge is to figure out, how can Orn Frita stay in this battle? Yeah. He certainly uh, he has a physical stature, mm-hmm. but he's a coward, and he likes making other people do his work for him. So I like assuming that they're out there on their own. 
They don't have any any other thugs to call so for, for this, them. Yeah, for the sake of this argument, yeah, the thugs because plots plot would definitely have thugs, and 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 Frito would have some sort of military guard. I yeah, think, or military absolutely. Like guard. And you're right. For the sake of this argument, can we do this like gentlemen? <laughs> Or like gentle corpulent beasts, <laughs> we go solve this by ourselves. Don't worry about us. Brother boss, we're gonna get a drink. <laughs> that drink is mine. <laughs> and so they go off to the side. They've begun choking. And you're right, Frita is documented. It's canon that he's a little coward. He's a coward. So Unker's got to push him. Something deep down inside of Orn Frita. Something that he takes pride in yeah. so that Orn Frita will fight back. Because that, yeah. that's the central question. Unless Orn Frita is deeply offended to awaken some of the rebellious spirit of the rest of the Twi'leks, mm-hmm. he's just going to get pounded by Ankar. And I think he begins to get pounded. Like I said, Plot's choking him. He flies over the table as best he can. <laughs> uh, he, he blobs over the table, uh, knocking over whatever food they were eating. And I'm sure Ornfrieda had a lot of food there, and he was chomping down. Yeah, I think it's probably like part of his negotiating strategy. Food's there, but there's utensils around and everything. Ah, utensils. Utensils. So, so there, he's choking him. He's and Fritas, Fritas, like he's slapping at his hands, like trying to get him off, get him off, get him off. Um, Fritas a coward, and now Plot is a heel in terms of wrestling, babyface heel. They're both heels, yeah, big old heels. But Frita, what what makes a heel a heel on wrestling is his ability to cheat and fight or flight. This is life or death. Your the life force is being choked out of you. You're going to do desperate things, and Frita is definitely desperate, and he's definitely a coward. I think he reaches for something from the table and and blinds Plot. Oh, okay. It. You think he, he pokes him? Whether it be a, a, a space fork yeah. or some space salt, uh, which is canon, um, <laughs> I think he immediately takes an advantage that he might know not, not know what to do with that advantage, but he takes the advantage by something from that meal is now in Plot's face, face and, and Plot is now up off him, has stopped choking him, and is going, my eyes! <laughs> this eye is mine! Uh, yeah, I like that. So I also think uh, that Orn Frita has many, many folds of his robes, <laughs> and I mean that actually, literally, he does have lots of big robes. Right. There are folds in them. He could have, like, a little blaster hidden in there. Yeah. He could have some sort of little vibro staff that maybe extends, like, a, basically like a, a baton. Yeah, uh, that an extending baton kind of thing. Yeah, uh, so maybe he has something to just wail on Plot because I, yeah. I think that something's got to break his spirit. So maybe whatever he needs from Plot out there was really desperate. He felt really offended by Plot, and then Plot just choked him, and th- yeah. this has awakened awoken his fighting spirit. Yeah, uh, so I think he can get out some further weapon and just start wailing on Plot, just letting he, him have it. He's getting some shots in, and I think it's a vibro blade type of object. I don't think his hands could form around a trigger, <laughs> so I don't think it would. They, they knew the Ryloth, uh, the Rylothian is that if that the Rylothian, I don't know the army, the the military complex of the of the Ryloth uh, movement, they would not give him a gun because don't give him a gun. It's going to shoot off and it's going to kill someone we don't want. So (laughs) it's some sort of weapon, and he's getting shots in. Boom, boom, boom. But but let's be honest. Plot has got – there's a reason he's the the fish blob, as they call it. The fish blob? The blobfish. The blobfish. Uh, The reason they call him the blobfish, he's going to absorb some of those shots. So it's not fatal. Normally you'd think it's fatal. And and he has some kind of armor, but he has an outfit that has some metallic type stuff on it. Yeah, even though he's a a blob, it Mm. looks hard. He looks like a hardened blob. 
So Fritos getting some shots in, but they're not landing. All right. If you're judging the the, the shots at home, it's like forty percent of these shots are landing. Yeah. Um, so it's allowing Plot to kind of recover, stand up, and get back, and he's screaming. And I'm sure his men are they're hearing this, but they can't get to it. Yeah. So I think Plot recovers enough to gather himself and kind of go back to his youth as a street fighter <laughs> uh, uh, near Nima Outpost on Jakku. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know if well, plot came from whatever planet he came from. I don't, is there a, a uh, Crowloot? Crowloot planet? Does I that guess, have a planet? M- yeah, maybe Crowloots are from Crowlot. Crow-Lot? Who knows? Uh, uh, which wasn't destroyed with, with the Hosnian system. Um, <laughs> Hosnian mean, no Prime up. system. Um, so I think the fight is on at this point. Yeah. But Freetop better get to his feet. And I don't know if he's capable of getting to his feet quickly enough. No, uh, I think the que- I think once uh, Plot gets to his, oh yeah, this is a fight. I'm, I remember this when I used yeah. to take care of stuff myself. I'm going to enjoy beating up this pompous a hole right. uh, and just pulling on his leku, <laughs> his tail heads, <laughs> uh, uh, his head tails. Uh, and I think at this point, the real question is: uh, is this a fight or flight for Ornfrita? Mm-hmm. And he's not good at either. No. So, <laughs> Uh, but I think I think Plutt lets uh, lets him stand up because Plutt knows he can take him, yeah, and he wants to enjoy beating him, yeah. Uh, so I think he lets Ornfrita get up, and then the question is, uh, is Ornfrita? I think honestly, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Yeah, yeah. I think the question is, does Ornfrita want to die fighting? <laughs> because I think he knows that this I'm, might be I'm out here alone in the woods of Tokadana. I, uh, this guy is, uh, he's stronger than me. He's faster than me. He is meaner than me. Uh, I got, I got nothing but my, my pride and my anger and my desire to protect my fancy robes. Yeah. That's what I got on my side. I can't run, even run away from this guy cause he's going to catch me. Right. He's going to catch me. He, he still moves fast enough. Uh, so do I want to take my chances and just die fighting with honor or should maybe I even just stab myself? <laughs> That's an option, but I think he tried. <laughs> Look, he's from Ryloth, and they're they're a proud race. Yes, and they do take some pride, and and they're key to the rebellion. Yes, so some fighting would come in. Yeah, he can tap. Uh, uh, Ornfrita can tap into his anger against the Empire. He can yeah. never stand up to Vader or the Emperor, right. but he can at least vibroax a uh, plot in the face. This is what we would call in the parlance of our times in our galaxy nerd rage. <laughs> Yes, he 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 pushes his leku out of the way so they don't get hurt, and then he's going to town. I'm coming for you, (laughs) and like two charging behemoths meeting in the middle. I think they charge at each other. Oh yeah, oh yeah, bam! What happens after that? I'm not sure. When two two forces of that nature run head on into each other. There's a chance that both of them are knocked out cold. Oh, yeah, so you, you think it could be a draw, that they could... Could be a draw, but I know we don't like to do that here. We like to go to an, a finish. Yeah. But I foresee it happening here. Go with me here, Joseph. I think it happens. I don't think they're knocked out. No. But they're both waylaid. Boom. Okay. Bam! This is not an elegant fight. 
This is not spinning oh, Jedi no, no. in elegant blades. This they're, is two big savages. Their whole bodies are ugly, so it's yeah. just a two big giant bumping uglies. Yeah, there there are some things that you don't want to see jiggling or smell that are going on here. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, some movement happening, uh, and uh, they're struggling. They knock. They run into each other. They're on the ground, and you know they're not like yeah, they're not out cold, but the fight. Essentially, for me at this point, is over. <laughs> so it's just one big. So there, there's a choke, there's a poke, there's a stand up, and then there's a running into each other. Boom. And it is a, it is what is what is happening is it's not two men or creatures or aliens or whatever you want to call them. It's not two beans running at each other. It's two egos running at each yeah. other. Yeah. It is. It is plus overconfidence, which, as we know, can potentially be a weakness. Yeah. Um, and it is Frita's misplaced anger, which is, it's his ego, uh, in another, it's, his ego has been bruised enough in another arena that he's trying to work it out here. And as we know, that never works out No, when you misplace and misdirect your ego and anger. So it is egos colliding. Yeah. And it is now egos on the floor. Just laid out. <laughs> It does. This doesn't smell pretty. Doesn't look pretty. Um, I think there's going to be a momentary pause in the fight. Okay. And uh, I, see, here, here's how I think it, it ends up. I, I love this idea. That's uh, very deep. It's very uh, psychological. The idea of two ugly, ugly egos smashing against each other inevitably, and then just have to get back up and try again. Uh, I think that Unkar has the upper hand. I think that no matter what kind of rage Orn Frita can bring, that Plutt is comes from a more vicious place. He has lived in discomfort. He can put up with discomfort for longer than Orn Frita ha- can. Right. So I think this is one of those brutal fights. I don't watch as much real-world fighting as you do. Sure. But be it a boxing match or a wrestling match, one of those things where you can, you can tell about two minutes, it's over. Mm-hmm. But it goes on for another ugly 10 minutes yeah is you just watch the guy the person the alien with more endurance just wait him out so i think that plut lets ornfrita just spaz out with the vibro blade and just scream out and yell about his feelings and whack and whack and whack and plut's taking some damage on his big rolling shit in his arms yeah uh but he's blocking it and he's just waiting for his moment and then i think eventually he just says I'm going to kill you. And I think a neck gets snapped. I think a big old Orn Frita neck just gets, I think both of those big old Unkar Plot mitts come on either side of the mm-hmm. Leku, and mm-hmm. there's a big old twist. Snap. Yep. And goodbye, corn fritters. And corn fritters falls to the ground, and then there's a pause. There's a heavy breath. Plot's looking around, and he kind of looks at the damage he's caused and looks at the turned-over table and the food, he says, I'm hungry. <laughs> fade out. We fade up <laughs> to Maz Kanata's castle. Plot sitting there eating, has his thugs around. Maz Kanata comes by, says, what are you doing here? You cannot be up to any good, Umkar. <laughs> and he just simply says, I just secured a deal. That's all I'm here for. And now I want to eat. And then you fade out. Nice, nice. And and Orn Frita's dead. The only thing that I would add to that is yeah. before Ankar left, mm-hmm. he scavenged Orn Frita's body. 
<laughs> for anything of value because his fancy robes are worth at least 60 portions. Absolutely. So then f- backtrack a little bit. <laughs> so Maz Kanata says, what are you doing here? I've seen so many eyes, Bunkar. I look into your eyes and I do not trust them. One of them might have a fork sticking out says, of it. I, I'm here for a deal. I'm, I'm making a deal, securing some stuff. As she turns and walks away, she looks back at him and says, nice necklace. <laughs> Where did you get that? And he says, I got it from your planet. I picked it up here. From a friend. It's mine. <laughs> this necklace is mine. So that is our Titanic battle. Really uh, savage and in many ways very sad. <laughs> very sad. Mostly Data Pink Brawl is a very exciting show full of uh, silly battles. And this is a silly battle, but it really came down to when you're in a fight for your life, what uh, yeah. personal injuries can you use to motivate you yes. to stay alive? Yes. It's really a lesson. This one's really a lesson. Fight or flight. Fight or flight, and if you don't have a choice, do your best. <laughs> Another thing my grandma never said, but could have. Uh, so that is it uh, for this episode of Databank Brawl. Uh, please do email, uh, not email, uh, send us uh, tweets and uh, with the hashtag Databank Brawl. Let us know any sort of specific battle you'd like to see, and more importantly, let us know any individual combatants you would like to see and we will smash them together maybe even just literally like we did in this one maybe they will just run into each other smash on the ground and decide whether or not they even want to get up uh you can expect all of that and much more on data bank brawl Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.